I had to educate my my people in the beginning. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey, hey, what's going on, flip hackers and wholesale hackers? First off, I need to apologize. It has been the longest time since the history of House Flipping HQ that we have released a podcast. And there are two reasons for that. Number one, we've had some crazy serious issues with our iTunes feed. It's just been a mess. But my man Kyle finally got it figured out. So we are back in business. And number two, uh, it's just been it's been really busy around here. Um, number one, we've been in creating some incredible things and planning some incredible events and doing some amazing things, some of which I will tell you about here in just a minute. And then number two, we've we've been we've been busy. We've been I'll be honest, we've been having a lot of fun. Went to the fam went with the family to Hawaii for spring break recently. Uh, that was awesome. And then we literally just a few days ago got back from South Africa, safariing with the eight figure flipping group, took the family as well, and that was just absolutely incredible trip of a lifetime. If you ever get a chance to go on safari to Africa, you should do it. And even better, if you can go with millionaire housewares and wholesalers. Oh man, it's just like, oh, so awesome. Oh man, so cool. All right. So, um, with that being said, today I'm going to share with you uh, one of our seven figure flipping members um, is, is lives in South Africa, right? And we let them come to part of the eight figure event since we were kind of in their, their country and they showed us around and were incredible um, hosts and there, there was some things going on with their business and there were some concerns that they had. And you know, I've heard this time and time again, they're doing it right. They're doing it, but they're wondering if they can do it to the level that, that they want to. And we kind of, um, we really gave them some very direct feedback. And I think this feedback will be helpful to a lot of you guys. Uh, it's stuff that we all go through concerns, doubts, all the stuff that we all have. So I want to play some of that with you. We didn't record this whole event. But I recorded some parts of this, and I felt like some of this was really powerful, and I want you to hear that. So, uh, but but before we play that, um, I've got some really exciting news. We have a book. I have a book. Oh man! All right. So many of you know that I have been wanting, trying <laughs> to write a book for years, and finally one day I had this epiphany. As you guys know, I obsess over why it is that ninety nine percent. Well, okay, one percent of investors, housekeepers, and wholesalers are getting 99% of the deals. And we're always looking at what is it that they are doing that other people aren't. So I had this one day I had this epiphany. I was like, I'm going to write a book where I'm going to interview my top students, the most successful housekeepers and wholesalers in the country and our coaches and ask them, how is it that you are getting so many deals when there's so many people out there that are struggling to get deals right now? Uh, how is it that you guys are doing 50 to 100, 200, sometimes 300 deals every year like clockwork when there's so many people out there struggling? So we did that. I had them get on. I interviewed 22 of our most successful members, and they shared with me their number one thing, the one thing that has helped them more than anything get to where they are in their business. And they also shared their their story and some of the ups and downs they've had and what helped them get through some of those hard times that we all go through. So anyway, I'm really excited. You can go to, I'm going to give you this book for, for free. All you have to do is cover shipping. 
you can go to sevenfiguresecretsbook.com. That's the number seven and then figuresecretsbook.com. And you can get that book for free. And it's like you pay like $7.95, like eight bucks for, for shipping. Um, so not only, okay, so there's a couple of things that are going to happen here. You guys have heard me talk about the future of real estate investing, marketing, and this is something we're going to be talking about a lot at Flip Hacking Live. In fact, I have some really exciting things that uh, I want to share with you, but I can't yet because we're still finalizing the details. Um, but anyway, really exciting. Um, but what you're going to see when you go here is number one, this, you're going to go through a, a funnel. Right, and for those of you who haven't been through a funnel, it's kind of the the more modern way of marketing. Um, it's like most marketers w that we're doing things that we are and we're doing in our house swing business. Like those things stopped working years ago in traditional marketing. So they're currently now they have to they're doing funnels and things like that. Right. So number one, I want you to kind of go through because we're going to be teaching and talking a lot more about these things, and members in our community are starting to do these things. And we're going to be sharing a lot of these things with you. Um, in fact, anyway, I can't disclose all these things. Tara, let's just say Tara, me, Tara, and Kyle are going to London uh, in about a week um, to, anyway, to continue to go down this road. But anyway, I digress. So um, go to sevenfiguresecretsbook.com and get your free book. And then I want you to go through and quote unquote, like hack my funnel, like check out what I'm doing. Number one you're going to learn a ton about um, like what's going on and some things that I believe that you guys should be doing as well. I think you should all have funnels like this and we're going to continue to talk about those things. And number two, I do give a couple of incredible offers in that funnel that you can only find through this funnel. These are one-time offers that you can get through this funnel and only through this funnel. You cannot get these any other way. And the value is like 10, 20, 30X, 100X what I ask for them. And the only reason that we are able and willing to do that is because we, the funnel has to make sense, right? So it's the only way I can cover the free books that I'm giving away and all these things. So once again, I'm kind of letting you in on some of these inside tips and secrets because I want to kind of lay the foundation for things that, uh, where we're going in this business, like things that you guys should be doing in the future and things that we're going to continue to talk about. So anyway, that's really exciting. Go to seven figure secrets book dot com get your free book uh get those offers if you don't get the offers still go through the funnel check it out so you can uh, learn a thing or two and at least get the book at, at minimum uh okay so all right now on to that secret behind the scenes footage um from our eight figure flipping event in south africa keep in mind that while this is the eight figure flipping event these are our seven figure flipping members that live in South Africa. And it was kind of interesting. Uh, this happens a lot, right? We have these mindset things that kind of get in our way. We think, oh, it doesn't work here, the ball, all this stuff, right? But then after talking through this with them and then driving around to, uh, in Johannesburg and some of the areas that they're investing in, and really, I'm like, oh man, there's so much opportunity here. And it's the same with everyone, right? And that's just my personality. I always, I see opportunity everywhere I go. It doesn't matter. When I first started investing in real estate, I would drive around with my poor wife. I would just be like, oh, look, okay, those houses over there, there's opportunity here and there. And it was just, it was just insane, right? <laughs> but that's the way you have to look at business. That's the way I look at business. And uh, I'm, I'm tempted to hop on a plane and fly to Africa. And we had people from Canada and we had people from all across the country and they're all killing it in their perspective area. But once again, I digress. The point of this is these guys were having some struggles 
Um, but we were able to jump in and share some things with them. And I thought it would help you guys as well. Some of it might be because I, I, re I recorded segments, so it might jump a little bit, but I think there's definitely some gold bombs and I'm just going to load it in here for you guys to, to check out. So, all right, without any further ado, I give you the feedback crew, 8FF, Justin Williams, Bill Allen, Andy McFarland, Mike and Mike, Don Costa, and the rest of the eight figure crew. Here we go. Well, you guys are marketing it out to the retail world. Yeah. Why don't you do that for if you can do that, why don't you do that for all of them? Exactly yeah, so our process our process is property comes in. Mm -hmm. The day the day after contract is signed, it goes to the buyer's list. Yeah, right? Um, seven days later, we then list it on the retail market. Why don't you do it the same thing? Why don't you just list it on the retail market and blast it out? Different prices. Well, so that that seven days doesn't necessarily make a big difference in my life, but at that point we're doing the due diligence on it. So, but but let's say I got a retail buyer that's going to pay a hundred, and my wholesale buyer is going to pay ninety. I'd rather have to take one. Yeah. So but what we what we do is we put it to our buyers list at the wish price, at the price that we think we could probably get if we did wholesale. Like this is our like pie in the sky number, and if we don't get anything close to it, or if we don't get into a bidding war. Then it goes on MLS, but at least we can tell our buyers, you do get exclusivity. You see our deals before they go on MLS. Otherwise, why do they even open our emails? They just go on MLS. Good question. But what, why care. do you care if they open your emails if you're selling it on the MLS? Because sometimes we get we have buyers that will pay more than the okay. MLS. We've got five deals in two years. So that's the price of cutting. Whole savings, not good. I never said it doesn't. So here's the issue, the lack of trust from flippers. Because they ask, if it's such a great deal, why don't you do it? And you can go into this because you know, well, we don't need to go here. We just that's a great question. They ask me that all the time. Yeah. We could educate the market, but that's a different business, right? No, it's, so it's the same. Yeah. It's the same. You, 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 I mean, you got to do the work to build your buyer pool, right? Yeah. I mean, that's you just laid the foundation. Once the foundation is laid, then, then you got to. Yeah, unless you guys want to close, right? <laughs> like everything is hard, right? You got to kind of pick where you want to focus first. And then that may lead to something else. But you got to pick. You said you're like all over. So, so this is too much just credit. I really just want to speak on that. Because it's I was like, wholesaling is great, but yeah. money's in the flipping, right? And he actually really saw that the business, through wholesale, you can iron out the cash flow things <coughs> in flipping. And so it was really important to have both. Money is of the business. Look, there are people who make millions of dollars flipping. There's people who make millions of dollars wholesaling. You got in your mind. You just got to know what do you want to focus on, right? Like that's it. And then from there, sure, you can eventually do both. But what do you want to focus on first? And then I'll help you build out your plan. Okay, well, so both of you will have your plan. Maybe let's put it this way: QuickBuy was created to. There was nothing to prove about flipping. Like for the last hundred years, people have been flipping houses in South Africa, mm -hmm. right? So, and I've been doing it for a decade, right? There's nothing to prove there. So QuickBuy was really created to figure out wholesaling and wholesaling the way, and to have a business that really did that. Except that two years down the road, it's not working, right? So either we're not doing so something- The question, I'm talking about QuickBuy was created for this, but the end of the day, the, the bigger question is, do you guys want to prove that? I mean, you know what I'm saying? At this it's point. going to be at your expense, your money, your time, your effort. So for me, when I hear that, I'm a little bit surprised at you guys. Because it's like you're trying to prove something to someone who doesn't exist. Or yourselves. But why? Like, are, 
what do you want to do in the, in the end? You want, like you want to be removed from a business? You want to create so, a business that so, runs without you? So maybe it's simple, and let's get into it because I think some of the problem is in your head, right? Um, I'm a flipper, mm -hmm. right? He's naturally inclined to wholesaling, right? Um, so we can convert this into a flipping business, or where, where we just where. We, so the problem is two years down the road, wholesaling is not working. Like, um, well, that's the, you know, if you've got some insight, you can probably see why that's not working. But we, you know. Every property, every deal, so like, I don't know if you noticed, but in 2018, we canceled 16 deals, right? So the deal, those are deals that on paper looked like would be a good wholesale. Why did they cancel? Would you have flipped those deals? No, we canceled them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I would you have flipped them? We canceled them. How did you flip them? So I, I, I didn't flip them because there wasn't enough in there for us to go do they were, good they were good enough deals. That's all. If you wouldn't flip it yourself, why would someone else pay a premium for that? Yeah, yeah. true. So we're not asked to... On the wholesale side, we're not even asking a premium. Like, we're asking $2,000 over what we bought for it. But if you wouldn't flip it yourself, then it's not a good enough deal to pay two grand more than that. Yeah, so. so well, it could be. Let me take you to a place when I started, because I, I thought I wanted to be a flipper. That was my plan, right? And then I saw all these other people. I, I was complaining that they were paying too much money for the houses. I can't afford to buy any more flips. And so it was just. So yeah, so why not go find, so then I said, I'm just gonna go find my own place. I only found a couple with all my marketing, I found all this other crap, right, that I didn't want. And so then I said, well, I started sending it to somebody else, but they weren't good stewards of that, or they didn't sell any of that. So I said, okay, I'm just gonna start doing it myself. And then fast forward, and now we wholesale way more than, than we flip, right? But me now, looking at a deal, if I wouldn't buy it, in my company, it's a little bit different now that we've gotten big, but yeah. in the beginning, if I wouldn't buy it, like if I'm in your stage, if I wouldn't buy it as a flip and I'm marketing as a flip, it is not a big deal. Like even if, especially, I have to, I, as a good wholesaler, I have to buy it 10, 15, $20,000 less than you could go to the seller and buy the same house to provide you with the deal. So you're not, if you don't bring any value to the marketplace, you're never gonna get paid. So that's what we do as wholesalers. We have to negotiate a deal that's better than we would buy ourselves. If we negotiate the same deal that we would buy, I never assume that we're going to sell it. In today's market, we do what we do because yeah. people pay more than us. They're running their numbers differently. But if you're, counting, if you're, if you're counting on these guys to pay more than you, that's your first problem. That's a problem, right? Because a flipper's, if I was that flipper, I would ask you guys that. If your deal sucked, I'd say if it's such a great deal, why don't you do it? You go, oh, the numbers don't really work for me. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are in a weaker market because what you were saying about the days on market, right? The months and stuff, the, the month supply. You guys are in a weaker market than we are in the United States. You've got to figure out yes. what these flippers are looking for, what they're going to pay, and then you've got to go in and negotiate way better. Right? I think that, so my biggest question at the end of this was going to be, let's go back to that chart and look at all those deals that you guys dropped. Why did you cancel all those? Why? Why didn't you just take them or flip them or... You're not doing like you don't have so many of these. So we do. And I think you guys were going to say money, okay? Yeah. Absolutely. And then I'm going to say, well, Justin and I have had conversations with you guys, and I'm I'm going to fund the deal. Yeah. You guys, see, so when you're negotiating with the seller, you've got a slower market with higher costs of capital and things. So if I'm going to talk to that seller, I'm going to explain to them, sure, you can do all these things, but look at what's going to cost you in our markets. You know what I'm saying? Like that's your this is a tool there. Yeah. That's your discount. You got to go talk to those people and be like. They're talking to you because they want to get rid of this problem. 
right? If your counselor didn't do that, you should be able to buy it at a more of a discount. And it's going to take you six months to get rid of this product on your own. Yeah, no doubt. And after you fix it all up and all that stuff. If for us, I mean, if I'm, I'm going to be, yeah, I agree with that. And I'm also going to be very open and honest with you guys. Um, you can look at our market and look at all these great things, all these great things. But you guys have similar, like, you should turn every negative into a positive. Yes. So figure out how to do that. That's your guys' number one issue. So, I'll tell you that right now. Like, I I'm about to go invest in South Africa. I'm going to get excited. Just, like, <laughs> every time I talk to you guys, I get excited about it. You right? guys, some like, of the things that you guys are sharing that are, are like, like, if I was on that call with Andy and you there, I would say, okay, let's look at our business and say, how how are, how is this marketplace, just like Andy just took that negative that you guys are complaining about how long it takes, into a positive, how can I turn that around and use it to better my business? And talking to the sellers, how long is it going to take? Run those numbers. Uh, talking to the flippers and say, hey, how long is it going to be for you to go find your next property? Like, you got these things listed. We can help you build faster. I, I started doing that in the beginning and really, like, firing up the buyers list, right? Like I was watching Andy said, send this thing out, so they sold stamp on it like five minutes later. And so we were doing a lot of that and starting to, I had to educate my my people in the beginning. I, when we went into Pensacola, I, I was this, I was supposed to be this flipper, right? And they said that same thing to me. Why don't you flip it? Why would I, why would you wholesale it to me? What's wrong with it? Right? And so I said, I, I have too many projects going on. I, have to, I don't have enough money. I've, I've God, I don't have the capacity, all these, all these things. And I started educating them. So then we started doing that. We started sending out the sold thing. Hey, then, then I, put yourself in their, in their shoes, these buyer shoes. Oh my gosh, they just sold that property really fast. Or when you put it on the MLS, send it out to your buyer's list right after that. Sold, like wholesale deal, sold. They're gonna, who's buying that? You know? Then you start, start getting interested. Other people start buying. That they say, oh, somebody's buying it. I, I should be buying it. I'll buy the next one. I'll buy the yeah. next one. If you think about it like that, then you start creating this movement here, right? Start getting people start buying from you. People start coming to your list organically. Somebody tells somebody about them. Hey, you need to go get on this guy's buyer's list. It, it starts growing. You can put less deals on MLS, flip less, start wholesaling if you want to. And I think you guys struggle with this, like, it's just not working. I, I have no doubt that one of us could come in here with a different mindset. Kill it. And do something. I'm moving. And, and make these things happen. And I'm not saying that you guys are... Uh, like any different than us or can't do it or, but I'm telling you, like, it's not the money. It's not that stuff. And I, and I, there's no doubt that things are different here and things are different everywhere. Like I tell you, my wife talks about moving to England. I'm like, Oh man, I, I got, I don't know that market. It's really like uncomfortable. There's uh, if, what if, could we even do what we do there? What would that look like? There's lawyers involved. I don't understand it, but they, those are all, yeah, but those are all just, small speed bumps on the way to the success that I know that we would have if we went anywhere else and did anything else. So I, I don't know. I think you guys need to change your mindset, but then, and figure out how to solve those problems. Like, and, and don't say if they're not good deals, then they are really challenging you. If they're asking that question and you say, well, we have too many projects going on. We have all, we don't have enough money. We have all that One stuff. The changes that I've made this year is where canceling deals within 10 days. So if acquisitions comes in with a contract, I do a valuation on it. And if I wouldn't buy it, I'm canceling it straight away. I would disagree with that. I would send it to your buyers, ask them for the number that they would pay for it. Hey, this is too high. Oh, great. Thank you for that feedback. How much would you pay for this? So I can go back to my seller and actually have a hard, firm offer ready to go. Okay. I can close in three days if 
you can get down to this number. So now you can go back and renegotiate rather than straight up canceling it with them. And then you have a coaching opportunity for the acquisitions rep. Hey, here's where we missed. Here's where our buyers need to be to trust us as a wholesaler. And they have to go back to that uncomfortable conversation of that renegotiation. So, hey, your best opportunity is to get a really good deal the first time around rather than have to go back with that, hey, you know, we're canceling or reducing your call. Which one's better for you, seller? So, and addressing the acquisition problem here, too. Like, you guys are dealing with this in Canada, right? That's, like, no one's, how many postcards are you getting on your properties? I get them done with those. One really reads the postcards. Okay, we're not postcards. Like, how many people, is it, it's us primarily? Is there anyone else doing that? There was one other guy and then coming forward. <coughs> you got 10 million people. Like, just if you can get it, nobody, like, in Utah, everyone's getting postcards. Everyone does this, right? Yeah. Okay, you line them up. They're like, okay, you and there's 10 other guys. Like, what, you know, you really got to sell them, right? But like, Luke, it's like knocking them dead, right? But that's what it is. It's a lead gen problem. If it's not, and if you've got enough leads coming up, people are willing to sell the houses, it's an acquisition problem. Yeah. Yeah, Send Calper to some of those things. They'll yes. kick in the door. I would like, actually, I would kill to be the only wholesaler in our market. Right. I'm telling you guys, awesome. like, you, may, you may be in the single best market in the world. Like, this might just be how I think. But I'm getting excited, like, because what you told me about, like, the rest of Africa, like, it's like, nah, this, like, you guys are in a developing country, like, the, not a lot of competition. You might be in, have the best opportunity in the world in real estate. Can you walk us through it? That, well, well, let's do that. I want to run through your numbers again. We've done this before. Can we run through those and then you can do that? And, and part of it, too, Mike, you might be in a slower moving market. Like, in America, all of our stuff right now is just, like, it's a very... It's a it's a seller's market, and you guys are not in the seller's market. It sounds like sounds like your days on market, but it's hard to buy margins. Yeah, exactly. Seventy weeks days on market is actually a killer sales. It's sales, so I would kill for that. Exactly. I can run this problem for you right now, or you can wait. Basically, exactly. So you just have to adjust your sales process and recognize it. Build out the build out into it. Successful business owners do. They they turn to positive. You might just not be. You you probably don't believe that there's motivated sellers because you don't have enough leads to people coming. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, we don't have enough, and we blew it up. Right, but we don't have enough per week. But if you could buy that house for eighty thousand dollars, oh, that's a no-brainer. And then, and then, do you have a problem with dispositions? Is any of those flippers going to be like, why don't you do it? We won't pay you eighty thousand. We won't no, pay you. So, I mean, if we were able to buy that at eighty thousand, we wholesale it at a hundred thousand like that. Yeah, you got a lead gen problem. You got a lead gen problem, and then maybe check your acquisitions first. But so you guys, you guys hit it on that presentation, okay? You went to Flip Hacking Live, you did all this stuff, you, you, you ran before you should have walked, right? Um, no pun intended on your uh, currency. So, um, but you guys, you intended that. Yeah, sure. You guys, uh, so take a step back. You're talking about going back to the basics. Like, this is what we're talking about here, is get more people through the door, make more offers, get more deals, right? And that, I, that stuff shouldn't cost that much. Like right now, business owners, you guys are going to have to get in there and, and do this stuff, right? And I think, like Justin said, you don't need this giant manual right now. You need to figure out how to go buy more houses. Yeah. And you need to figure out how to get more leads, buy more houses. And then once you've got that problem where you've got too many leads coming in, too many appointments to go on, too many of this, that, then you can start outsourcing it and get yourself out of it on the day-to-day. Um, but I wouldn't be paying a bunch of overhead if I wasn't doing enough deals. So for like for me, when I grew my business, it and I presented on it this past year, it looked like it went really fast, but it wasn't that really that fast it, to me because I was sitting in the driver's seat, right? And when I'm looking back, I go, man, that was hard work. I had, uh, I had, I knew I had too many leads, so I hired somebody to answer the phones, and then I had to go in the houses. Then when I had too many appointments, or we were 
what I found was we were screening the appointments really hard because I didn't want to go or I didn't have time to go. You know, I had this full-time job. So now then I hired somebody to go on the appointments and then they could go, they'd go on a lot more appointments, started getting more contracts and we needed the next person and the next person. So I would say, try to try to back into that organically as opposed to grow it really fast. So like there's supply and demand in this business, right? Uh, for a wholesaler, the supply is the crappy house, the same as a flipper, that supply is, is there. And then the demand for a wholesaler is different than a demand for a flipper. The demand for a flipper is retail buyers. The demand for a wholesaler is these investor buyers. And if it's a flipper, then they care about the retail buyers. If it's a landlord, they care about the, the renters, right? So I think what you guys gotta look at is, are we going after these areas like that you would flip in? And I would just start there and figure out how to drive more traffic, whether it's knocking on doors. I mean, I would probably pay somebody to do more of that stuff than I would to do all the transaction coordinating and the acquisitions and stuff right now. I'd be paying people to find, find more leads. That's so yeah. that I saw a lot of them slap on, not we buy houses, but you know, we'll rake your leaves and stuff. We're banditizing those hot areas. Oh, really? oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want to, there's two things I want to say. First, you know, um, what you put on the board about all the failures, that's the blessing of the skies. You're going to look back on this eight and four months or years from now and realize that's the best investment we ever made. Because you flushed out what not to do. And you're going to be able to, once you start getting the momentum, like Bill said, you're going to be able to build upon it properly. So I look at that as a positive. You, took, you came home, you took action, you got knocked down, you're picking yourself back up. That's a positive. And I applaud you for that. And the second thing is, is, is perspective. Like I think we've said several times, I just want to frame it for you properly. you got to start looking at things through the positive. What am I getting out of this? You know, a lot of people look at marketing and they go, you know, what my marketing is failing. And they don't look at, all the things around it that they're doing that's causing them not to get the deal. The marketing's actually generating leads, but they're not answering the phone live, or they're not going on the appointment that they should be going on, or they're not asking for the contract. They're not looking at where they can improve, where the positives are in their marketing, what it's doing for them, and where they can improve somewhere else. Um, you know, so you, you're asking if wholesaling is failing you. And what we're finding out here, it's all the stuff around wholesaling that's failing you. You know, the wholesaling part of it can be very successful for you, and there's gonna be a lot of positives in that. So you just got to look at what's broken around it, and it, the wholesaling is not the issue. So, you know, I yeah. think we've all basically seen that. Classic mistake people make, we see this from other members in, in other programs, is you're not getting enough leads, so you're making bad offers, right? So if you had more leads coming in and more more opportunities, you would find better If you could find better offers that you could make, right? So it's like, I have 10 leads, and I've got to do a deal, so you start mm -hmm. signing contracts that you probably wouldn't sign if you had more leads, right? So like, like John just said, I, I don't think your problems are your problems. I really don't. It's stuff you guys aren't necessarily identifying, or now you are because we're beating you over the head with it. But, but I think, it's, I think it's, the, it's the lead volume. And then I think when you have the lead volume, the offers that you're making, you'll, you'll be better. You'll, you'll make better offers because you have more leads, right? So it starts, for me, it starts with leads. That's, that's where your biggest problem is. And when, you're, when you start buying houses off those leads too, you're not desperate. It's not yeah. a desperation on you. So when you've got one lead to go to that week, you're just like gripping it so tight, you're gonna pop it, right? But if you have 10 of them, you can go there and be like, hey, seriously, I wouldn't do this if I were you, you shouldn't do this, but I got nine other houses. So, you know, you wanna do this or not, right? You just, it just feels different, right? It's that analogy, the beach ball analogy. I don't know who said this first, but like in a swimming pool, there's a beach ball and you swim towards it hard, it always goes away from you, but if you come up to it slowly, you can get it. 
right? So it's that. So you have more leads, so you have more conversations, you're getting that sales flow. Like Calpro could probably say this, right? Once you've got three contracts for the week, the other three are gonna fall naturally, right? When you got zero, you're just like, ah, oh, I need a contract, I need a contract, I need a contract. You play it tight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Calpro said that whole like getting it off before you use canceling, find out what, what your highest offer is, and go back to your seller, and they could they might say, go to that, you know, we're not gonna do it. But at least you have a hard offer, so you don't have to ask them to lower it and then come back and ask them to lower it again, right? He, we basically built a business off of doing exactly that. Like that's how we built the foundation of our business and, and created created more profits where there really wasn't any. Is I would go back to the buyer, he'd go back to the seller, and we would just stretch every single deal. Would go from five to ten, five to ten, every single deal. But you can't do that if you don't have offers to make, and then you go back to the seller and say, I know this kind of thing. If you set it up ahead of time, it shouldn't really be a big surprise. But if you have to go back to him and go, I realize you didn't, you know, we tried to do it here, we can't, but we can do it here. We know we can make this work. We're not going to come back to you again. So. If they had done it on just two out of the 16 deals and canceled them, that would have put them in a whole different place. Exactly. Yeah, we'll work on everything, but. Yeah. So, so you're slamming sure. the door instead of like making sure, hey, you sure you don't want to do this? Yeah. Just over five years um, so it isn't a complete. Okay. Reduction. So not one person out of sixteen agreed to any kind of reduction or negotiation. No, we didn't get any offers. So you, of the also, when you talk to the buyers, each and every one of them, you, you, they, none of them said I'll give you any kind of offer at all. So here's something we do too. This is a little bit counterintuitive. But if in the year deal that you just said, right, you got it for 125, you probably should have got it for no more than 100. If you do kind of, you, you start marketing, you go, whoops, there's nothing coming through here. We definitely got it too high. Market it lower than your contract. If someone comes along and says, I'll give you 115 or 110, because you're probably marketing at 135 or whatever, 130, right? Market it at 120, 115. If somebody comes along and says, I'll give you 115, now at least you have a number to go back to the, to the sellers and tell them what, what you could get. We, we've made that mistake and we still do it sometimes where we know, I know what I want. It's probably my because I, I, I deal with the disposition. I know what I want, and I, I want him to stay up there until we get offers, but sometimes you just have to lower that because when you lower it and then people start making offers, you can use that offer against the other people. You know what I mean? We, then we build it back up. So sometimes you just have to lower it down to contract price. Just lower it down to 125. Put it up to your buyers again and see what they say. I also educate every single flipper and landlord that I come in contact with that if you're in, in the way that I frame it to them is, if you're going to go look at it or you're going to open my email, run numbers and spend time looking at the pictures and calculating rehab costs and everything, and you don't make an offer, it's a major mistake. Yeah. You should be making an offer. If you spend any time on it, it was a waste of time if you don't make an offer. It's just like us when we go into a house. So anytime that I talk at a RIA, I am on a podcast, anything, I'm, I, I send this message out to the marketplace because if you, they might be the only flipper that made an offer to us and we're a team. Like I tell them, look, I'm working with you. You know, I'm, I'm helping you here so I can go back to the seller and see what I can do. And if we can get it to work out, then great. If I can't, then you just wasted your time. You wasted your time when you didn't make an offer. A surprising and, number of buyers feel bad giving low offer. But we tell them all the time, give us a low offer. Yeah. Right? You know, just so do I mean, it, whatever it is. Buy you've got to get over there to solve. Yeah. But you've got, you talk about educating the marketplace. You really have, and especially you guys here are doing some of these meetups and the things that you guys are, you know, it's it's a smaller community, it seems like, that you're trying to educate and, do, and build some of that up. But you've got to get, um, you've got to get that across to them, especially in the beginning. Then over time, you'll have a big See, enough buyer pool. It'll help you. Yeah, you, you buy them deeper. If they really are just hard-headed and they won't 
they won't buy it from you, right? But you flip it internally. So you imagine this, you send them out an email, all your hundred buyers, right? They're all like, well, no, why would you do this yourself? They don't do it. You buy it, you flip it internally, and then you send another email saying, update, we look what we sold this property for. If you'd have bought it for this, you'd have made this much money. You stick it right back in their face. We did that in New Mexico with like four different properties. We just stuck it in their face. Like, look what they did. Look what they did. It's a, it's marketing and sales, man. You guys, yeah. like you are marketing to the you sellers. You're marketing to the buyers. You're selling the sellers. You're selling the buyers. You've got to get like we we do both. Like when I saw it, whenever I see something that these guys are doing, and it any marketing piece that I ever get now, I go, whoa, this what did this do to me? What's this going to do to somebody else? When Andy started selling, I saw those sold things. Sold. I was like. I was like, man, that's kind of messed up. Like, he's like saying, like bragging or something, you know. And they already send out a ton of emails. Are we sending out too many emails? And then we just started doing it. And I said, you know what? Our buyer pool needs to wake up and see that we're actually selling these houses. Because I'm wondering, did anybody ever buy that? Like, yep. I see a reduced a price. I'll see a house go out from the wholesale, and then I'll see a price reduction, and then I don't see anything again. I go. This guy must not know what the heck he's doing. He didn't sell it, right? Yeah, don't look at that he two emails. Didn't yeah, sell it. Both our investors on Facebook, like the before and afters and everything. Mm-hmm. So the other investors can see that. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you can do, like, it's just another marketing piece to to get them riled up. And yeah, so, so but. Before, you can't have it. Oh, like, you say you get told no. Or like, somebody else Like, every time I see somebody take a deal that I didn't want, like, what they see that I didn't see. I mean, it's a sickness that we have. <laughs> you, you, need, you need to feed on that. <laughs> yeah. I built that list thankfully going to the original networking events of the guys who set up real estate investing for like 2014. And I built it up slowly, bit by bit, you know, individual contacts. And the, the wholesales that came from it were those that knew me the earliest, that saw me over the years. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's still around. He's still around. Like, I don't know quite what he's doing, but I'll start paying attention. Why don't you get me? It was literally those that had the most You know, Bill said it's marketing and sales. It wasn't until in House of HQ that I decided, hey, I actually need to, like, believe what I'm doing and, and be willing to push it out and, and sell. Uh, we're going to call it quits, right? Like, you, you've got to be willing to do that. So I think the new question you'd ask every time is not, does this work here? All these things, like, do I am, am I willing to be the person I need to be to make this work? Like, that's an honest question I have for you, and I'm recording it, so let's see what you got to say about it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> from the guy who, like, sang on his podcast, right? Yeah, I didn't think right. I could do that, right? But <laughs> and now it's amazing, and now I'm getting contracts, music contracts. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm taking it back to just, if you take any invitations, leads and conversion. Leads and conversion. Walking and tackling, right? Leads and conversion. This is the football. The football, yeah. This is American football. Yeah, yeah. But just leads and conversion. Track your KPI. Like how many leads do we create this week? And how many deals do we get out of that? Right? Leads and conversion. That's all it is. That's all we are. We are and right? when we start obsessing yeah. downstream, and I've lived there before too. Like we get this advice. We've all lived there. We obsess downstream about this person costs too much and that in the office and the overhead and all these things. It all comes down to it. It's like, stop. You're not getting leads and you're not converting. So just go get your leads and go convert them. And then the buyers will magically buy it because it's a good deal. Or you can flip it and just shove it in their face. Whatever, right? Like, then we won't have to worry about the operating costs and the people costs and all that stuff because that percentage, when more money comes in, more deals come in, that percentage goes way down, right? I, 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 I accept that. That's great. Tell, tell me how to deal with the exchange rate. Because we're like, we want to build a network. We want to. You're talking about money? For borrowing money? Yeah. So Just send it back to me when the exchange rate is the same. 
Why didn't we think of that? Why didn't we think of that? Why didn't we think of that? Alright guys, well I hope you enjoyed those gold bombs live from South Africa or I guess not live delay. Anyway, <laughs> to you from South Africa from the eight figure flipping event, uh, giving one of our seven figure members some um, some input on their business and what they could do. Um, don't forget to get your free book, Seven Figure Secrets. Go to sevenfiguresecretsbook.com to get your free book now while they last. We actually just ran out, but we ordered more. So we haven't run out, but we did sell out, but now we have more. So get them now while they last. Go to sevenfiguresecretsbook.com. Get your free book today. All you pay for shipping and then check out the funnel and take advantage of the offers that we have in there as well. You won't regret it. All right, guys, that's all we got for today. Get out there, take some action, make some things happen. Your future is in your hands. We're here to help. But ultimately, it's up to you. And we will talk to you next time on the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Bye-bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.